0: Hello, bosses. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Oh, wow. It has been a wild ride 2021, I must say. I have to admit that it was hands down better than 2020. Um, But there were still a few little bumps along the way. I wanna thank you for joining me this week. I am super excited about what we're going to be talking about today. Normally I'm sharing tips and techniques and tools that help you consistently evolve and be open to failing fast. And I thought that instead of, you know, going that same route today, I wanted to be a little bit more transparent and share with you some of the lessons that I've learned um, over the course of 2021. Uh, I feel like these lessons are lessons that all of us need. We all need to learn these lessons if we want to do good business and be successful entrepreneurs. And so, I mean, over these last two podcast episodes of the season, I'm going to be sharing with you 14 lessons that I've learned over the course of 2021. So that sounds like something that you're interested in. I'm gonna give you the first seven today and then you'll get the last seven next week as we close out this season of the CEO Mindset Podcast. All right guys, let's get started. Welcome to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Whether you're the CEO of your life, your profession, or your business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and this podcast is the number one place to get tips and techniques for working smarter, not harder, using personal branding and authenticity. Now, hit the subscribe button, be prepared to leave a comment or review, and let's get started with today's topic. All right, I bet you you've you learned a ton of lessons yourself this year. And I want to hear from some of you telling me some of your lessons, because when we learn guys, what happens is we grow, but then we are responsible for the information that we learn. And we can't keep that to ourselves if we can help someone else with it. And I find it very important to share my lessons with you because I meet so many people, clients, um, potential clients, um, people interested in my services that have needs, but they don't have information. And sometimes I have information and I can help them. And I just feel responsible for that. And so that's kind of where this podcast is coming from. But these are the the seven things that I'm going to share with you this week that I've learned in 2021. I hope that you can you know, grasp a little bit of it for yourself so that your 2022 will be even better than you imagined with the changes that you already plan to make. Hopefully these lessons that I'm going to share with you over the course of these last two episodes will be helpful and will help you really, really make 2022 awesome. So the first lesson I learned is that you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be willing to go find them. I cannot tell you how many times I have been working with someone um, and you know what a perfect example of this is a family member we'll just say a family member and this person is super duper talented I mean beyond belief the talent but when asked to perform it's like they have absolutely like no idea what to do or how to, like what to put one foot in front of the other actually. And I find myself sharing like, okay, go look at, go Google it, look at YouTube, go to Skillshare. You know, you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to be willing to go find them. You have to be willing to put in the work. You may have an amazing talent. You might have a gift. Um, things may come to you super easily, but it's how you might, mon- if you're planning to monetize that, I should say, if you're planning to monetize your super duper skill, then you've got to look beyond what your abilities are and then look at how to then use those abilities to grow your business, to make the money, to earn the clients, to win the deal, because your talent alone is not going to be sufficient. You're going to have to go And find answers now the other place that this plays a role is when you feel that imposter syndrome I know you've heard it said before I can't remember what book it comes from but basically the point is you only have to be two or three steps ahead of your customers you don't have to know everything you just need to know enough to make them think you know everything (laughs) or You need to know enough to stay ahead of the game so that you are providing value to them that they didn't already have. This means you have to actually go and do a little bit more digging if you have a simple knowledge of a subject matter or you feel like you can help them on a basic level. But when you do a little bit more digging and you go find more answers, that is only going to help you to provide even more valuable even more value to the person that you are helping. So when you start feeling like you're not enough or you feel like you're an imposter or you feel like someone else is better, that is not always the case. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to step into a situation thinking that you have all the answers, you're the best, all of that just do your best go find the answers that's why my personal framework is so important because you know where your limitations are when you've done that work and so you know how to you know overcome those limitations with your strengths or you know how to set up those circumstances for optimal success so that you can come out smelling like roses most of the time, or at least, at the very least, not get yourself in situations where you will fail, more times than not. So the first lesson that I think is really important that I learned in 2021 is that you don't have to have all the answers, you just have to go go be willing to find them. I learned this lesson a long time ago, but I found myself having to teach this lesson repeatedly um, to those, um, that I've worked with in the past. Now, the next lesson that I think is really important that I learned in 2021 is this is a big one. And I want you to hear me. I really want you to get close to the computer or like turn your volume up or whatever. But I really, really, really want you to hear this one. People disappoint, but facts don't. Okay. One of the main reasons I am so passionate about what I do is because I know what it's like to feel like an imposter. I know exactly what it's like to feel like, you know, someone's going to ask you a question and you're not going to know the answer to it. Okay. And I'm, I, I'm not an authority on every single thing. So I realized that and I did some introspection and I wanted to develop it. Well, as a, as a result of the introspection I did, I developed a process and that's really where the personal framework came from. And I developed that for myself first and that gave me confidence and it helped me to realize my value even more because guess what? Nobody is me. And the truth is your influence, your experiences, your passion and your perspective make you an authority. So when I realized this um, and I looked at the fact that, you know, yes, people are going to do things. People are going to say things. People are going to have opinions. People are going to judge. People will disappoint. But when you get to the fact of the matter of who you are, and you use that to operate within your personal framework and create those circumstances for optimal success. You will be operating from fact, from things you know, from your influence, your experiences, your passion. And though you may not be the authority on a specific subject matter, you are the authority on that subject matter as it relates to your influence, your experiences, and your passion. You have set yourself up with these circumstances that will help you overcome those disappointments, those disappointing behaviors. Because you know what your strengths are. You've determined how you need to best communicate. You can operate with people who are not the nicest of people, who do not give you the warm and fuzzies. When they're disappointing you that's okay you can rise above it because you've set yourself up to be successful based on your personal framework so you don't have to be concerned about people operate on facts operate on the facts that you have created for yourself what you know about you and you will not have to worry about the disappointment that sometimes not all the time but sometimes people bring to the table okay So the third lesson that I learned in 2021 is that you can have it all, but maybe not at one time. (laughs) Okay, so listen, I have a wonderful husband. I love him, I do, I love him dearly. He has been amazing. I have three of the most phenomenal children on the planet. Honestly, I do. Each and every one of them is so talented in their own right and i just think that it's it's really interesting to watch how god moves in our children because they all three are creative um and they blow your socks off when they go to work in their in their strengths in their gifts it's just phenomenal to watch and then on top of all of that i have a a very successful business now it took 20 years for me to get where i am But even though 20 years is a long time, I really feel like I've had it all. Like I've had everything. I've had everything I wanted. I had the amazing husband. I've had, I've got the wonderful family. I've got a great life here with all of them, all four of them. And I have through time (laughs) been afforded the ability to have an amazing business I mean honestly my business is soaring I looked at my numbers last year at the end of 2020 and my eyes were huge because it took me a very long time to get where I am now when I say 20 years guys I mean I graduated from college I worked corporate a little bit and then I got my cosmetology license I did that then I started having children actually I was pregnant when I went to get my uh, cosmetology license in Austin when I took the test um, so that's what I'm saying 20 years ago. And then like as I evolved, my entrepreneurial journey evolved and, you know, doing hair became all these other things that encompassed the art of developing a personal brand. So as you see me today, I am a very well-rounded version of someone who can help you with your hair. I can help you with your wardrobe. I can help you develop your personal framework so that you can have that quality of life that you've been looking for and live a balanced life and have alignment with within your life, business and career. That's who I am. But it's based off of a 20 year journey and me learning and having experiences and having my own perspectives and being influenced by a variety of things. And so, yes, you can have it all. But you do have to manage your expectations around the word all and the time frame in which you have it. Okay, so definitely take that lesson and run with it and don't feel like where you are right now is behind because you are exactly where you want to. You are exactly where you are supposed to be, whether you are a stay at home mom and your goal was to have your own business. Do like I did I worked towards my business and I did the things that I could do while my children were small that was when I was doing premier designs jewelry and I was able to work on my business and do my calls during the day while the kids were napping I could work on my packets while the kids were napping and as they got older they helped me even put the packets together and then when my husband came home from work a couple of nights a week I just made that my outing where I was able to get away from the kids get away from my husband be the adult be the fun loving you know wife woman who looked nice dressed nice and all the things that I really wanted um, and was able to do during the day that's what I did at night so yes you don't have to sit and do nothing if your goal is to be an entrepreneur Um, If you have to work a part time job, if you have to work a full time job, you know, just get it in your mind that you're going to have to do some hustling somewhere in your day towards your goal. So when you have that pocket, maybe your kids get older or your husband comes into a lot of money or your wife um, her job gives her promotion and you're able to sort of cut back on whatever it is you're doing, whatever it is, when that opportunity comes, you want to be prepared for it. So you can have absolutely everything you want, but manage the time frame, manage that expectation of the time frame so that you're not putting a lot of pressure on yourself and feeling bad and all the things that can happen as a result of you not understanding that maybe everything doesn't mean you could have it all at one time. All right. The what is this? Number four. Let's see. One, two, three. Yes. The fourth lesson that I learned in 2021 is that communication outperforms a contract any day of the week. Now, I know that you're probably rolling your eyes or you probably maybe even like drop the phone or whatever because of what I'm saying. And I don't want you to think that I'm saying that contracts don't matter because you need them, they are real, do not step into anything where you have exchanged money and you do not have a contract. They are important. But what I am saying is, sometimes a simple, not sometimes, every time, a simple conversation at the beginning of a collaboration, at the beginning of working with the new client, or at the beginning of a new partnership, is what is needed to manage expectations and to ensure that you're able to work within your personal framework. And that what I mean by that is if you know anything about what I've been talking about, personal framework, your personal framework gives you the ability to set up these circumstances for optimal success. So it's like a contract with yourself where you know exactly what you need to be the best version of yourself to do your best work. You know exactly what you need You know how to manage the volume of your personality when you work with other people, because we all know the only person you can control is yourself. But when you just have a simple conversation, you are able to manage those expectations, right? And this helps you to identify any possible hiccups or misunderstandings that could potentially set you back later on in the project, okay? So, communication outperforms a contract any day. When you use your words, that's what I tell my children sometimes, and sometimes I tell some of my friends who have businesses, use your words, communicate with your you know, client, with your partnership, just use your words and say to them what you need. Explain to them how you operate best and manage their, their expectations around what it is you will, will not do. What it is you can or cannot do. And even as you write the contract, like I had to tell one of my um, partnerships recently, Hey, listen, if I do not have it in the contract, if it's, a, if it's not there, then there's a 50-50 chance of me doing it. But if it's not in the contract, the person can't say I promised it and I can't say they owe it. But 50-50, you know, chance on me saying yes, I'll do it or no, I won't do it if it's not there. If it is there, then it's something that has to be done. That's why contracts are necessary. But when you have that conversation up front, when you communicate up front, then expectations are managed and they know, okay, so I, my contract for creating websites is five pages. I communicate, you get, it's a simple website, five pages. And I point out, these are the five pages that I will create for you. If after I create those five pages, questions are asked about other pages, I don't have a problem doing other pages. I just charge because the five pages that I say that I'm going to do are spelled out in my contract. So I can decide to do those extra pages on my own without payment, or I can decide to say, absolutely, I'd be happy to do those extra pages for you. Here's what that price would look like, or here's what that investment would look like. So when you communicate upfront, you manage expectations, and it helps to ensure the expectations are managed, and it helps identify any hiccups or potential misunderstandings. That could ha- that could happen um, further down the line all right so I think this is the fifth lesson I learned is that my me time is a must time okay listen 2020 was a bear but 2021 was a recuperation period and I think we all learned what we could tolerate like what our like what what we were made of in 2020. And I believe a lot of us decided that we were made of a lot more than we initially thought. And we made some decisions based on that. And we are the better for it. Um, I, I don't know if I remember. I don't remember if I told you this, but at the beginning of the year, or maybe it was even last year, I was telling you that I started drawing myself a bath every Thursday and I would just relax. And I have a television in my bathroom. Yes, I do. You know, don't judge. Stay focused. <laughs> I would draw a bath. It would be bubbles. I would turn the television on. Sometimes I would have a glass of wine. Sometimes I would read a book. Um, but that was my time to just relax. And then slowly but surely, I started to allow stuff and people to invade that time. It wasn't a bad thing every single time for every single case, but I really should have guarded that time a little bit better. Um, I did start to take control again, but instead of a bath, which I really want to get back to in 2022, I leveled up my wardrobe. If you remember my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official, I did an entire series on the five C's to be you, and one of those was like the idea of creating a uniform And I think that, um, you know, I went and I did a a capsule wardrobe for spring, summer. And when I did that, it really, it was, it was fun. It was refreshing and it sort of sparked something in me. I really wanted to get a little bit, you know, 2020, we looked like crap most of the time because we were at home. At least I did, you know, Zooms, you know, I have on jammy bottoms and then I'll have on a cute top. You know, you did it too. Don't judge me. Um, But I would put on... Uh, I, I cleaned out my closet, did this capsule wardrobe, and that sort of sparked something in me. And so a few purchases were made, a little retail share, retail therapy happened. Um, and you know, I was also a lot more intentional about my diet, and I focused a little bit more on making me better. Um, I made some choices, and we'll talk about those in a later lesson that I learned. But yes, my diet changed, my wardrobe started to change um and in doing all of that my confidence about myself like not my abilities and my value but like you know like i just started spilling myself a little bit you know i i really did and that was a little bit of me time must time all, um, also so don't allow things or people or stuff to start like taking you away from Or invading that me time because it's really important, especially as you grow in your business and people are tugging and pulling on you in every different direction. Deals are going great and that causes stress. Deals are going bad. That causes stress. Carve out time for yourself so that you can have that me time because I promise you it is must time. Once you start having it, once you get accustomed to it, you are not going to want to let it go. Um, So do not allow people and stuff to invade that time for you. All right. The sixth lesson that I'm going to share with you that I learned in 2021 is putting yourself out there is scary, but it's necessary. Now, the minute I started saying yes to things that made me uncomfortable was the minute I started to see movement in my business. I had allowed my limiting beliefs to make me feel like I wasn't quite ready for some of the opportunities that were starting to come my way. And at times I felt like the reason I wasn't quite, I was feeling like I wasn't quite ready was because I was allowing myself to feel like people would judge my abilities and compare me to other people they know are already in my space and not comparing me in a good way and what i realized was some of these people i admire i love them and i think they do amazing work and what i realized is a lot of people talk about being authentic in context with social media management marketing growing your business they talk about authenticity but I just remember watching, you know, webinars and being on other people, like taking other people's trainings and being on their um, virtual trainings that I paid for actually. And I just remember multiple times when they had the Q&A session and people would stand up and, and ask questions about authenticity in a way that showed me they just did not know how to be authentic. It sounds easy. It sounds like you should just be able to be yourself, but there is such a fear around being yourself. People are afraid of judgment. They are afraid that others are going to compare them to someone else in their space. And they're going to seem like they're not quite as smart as the other person or they're not quite as good at what they do as the other person. And that is just simply not true because even though I am very confident in myself and what I can do. I wasn't looking at what I had done, okay? I was like I was I was like I was compartmentalizing my accomplishments if that makes sense to you. Um, and so when I started to open up and listen to those that I've coached in the past, and some people that I've coached are friends of mine now, and so we're very open with each other. And a couple of these amazing friends, they actually had to point out some of my home runs. And it was like I didn't even associate myself with them when they brought them up. Um, I don't know if you remember the episode of my YouTube channel where I was doing um a, a fundraiser. I was doing the hair from someone at a fundraiser. And... um <laughs> This was, a, this was a great example of an opportunity that I had to shine. And I just, like, I would. Like, I could have stuck my chest out for real what, with pride and, like, really put this person in their place. And I didn't. I didn't even think about it. However, my girlfriend was there with me. And she was listening to this woman brag about all her accomplishments. And. At some points, it seemed like she was like trying to like sound like she was above everybody in the room, if that makes sense to you. But honey, my girlfriend pointed out several of my corporate jobs and she pointed out some of my styling jobs where I had styled some pretty heavy hitters, especially here in the DFW area. And child, honey, I was impressed. Like she was talking about somebody else. (laughs) I was like, oh, whoever she's talking about, it's pretty awesome. And it was me. It was me and all of the things that she mentioned, I had definitely done, but I don't even think to brag about those things. I had just compartmentalized them and they were from a period in my life when I was doing some styling and I did, I styled for some pretty heavy hitters and I think I've talked about them here in the podcast, um, in the past, but yeah, I had sort of put them in their own little box and I didn't even think about them. I didn't even think about them to sort of rebut some of her her boasting that she was doing you know she was i think she thought that i was just you know some chick doing her hair and she was telling me about all of her you know you know accomplishments and all the things that she had done and she was like i'm this and i'm that and I don't know if she was trying to make me feel bad or whatever, but I'm sitting there doing her hair thinking this isn't even my full time thing lady. So like whatever. But then my friend comes and she was like, Oh, well, Andrea is being modest, but she's actually worked with this hotel and she's actually worked with this celebrity. And she's also styled this athlete. I mean, I was like, Oh wow. I did do those things. Why didn't I think to make those comments? I guess that's just not in me to do, but Honey, believe, trust and believe that it is okay to put yourself out there into these scary situations because they are necessary and you will find that in doing so, doors will open and all of that discomfort that you feel will begin to fade and you will begin to feel like you should be in the rooms that you're in because your friends or those people that you've helped in the past, those customers, those clients, those partnerships, they begin to speak for you. They speak on your behalf because you're very good at what you do. You are an expert in your area. Why? Because if you remember, I said the lesson you should have learned earlier was because you are the only one who has your influence, your perspective, your experience, and your passion. And that makes it like a blueprint. It makes it like a thumbprint, like a fingerprint. No one has that but you. And so yeah, any subject you touch, that you are well-versed in, you're bringing to that subject your personality, your perspective, your passion, your influence, and your experiences. Nobody can touch you. So don't be afraid to walk into those rooms. Do not be afraid to put yourself out there because it's necessary. All right, the last thing that I'll talk about, the last lesson that I'll share with you this week Um, That I learned in 2021 is that everything is not my assignment. Oh my gosh. So I had a client at the beginning of the year, and I was doing all of these things. I mean, I was going beyond the scope of the contract because, guys, sometimes, like when I'm working with someone, if I see that I'm not going to be able to do what they're paying me to do because they don't have other things in place then I am compelled to help them with those other things. Sometimes me helping is just making the suggestion that they do something. Or sometimes if it's a simple thing, I'll just do it. Because, you know, instead of the back and forth of, you know, you're gonna have to pay me this and renegotiations and all of that. If it's a simple thing, something that is within like my interactions of working with their stuff anyway i'll just sometimes go ahead and do it and then when it's time to renegotiate if they like that then we will re- we will renegotiate that and put that in to the um the contract but sometimes i just go ahead and do it well i was working with this client and that is what happened i had i, I did all these things because they had absolutely nothing in place and it got to a point where I felt like I was hitting my head up against the wall because I, rep- I was repeating myself over and over and over again. And it was like I was getting so much pushback, but it was like, listen, it's not going to work if you don't do this. You're not going to get the reaction or the, the you're not going to get, you know, the result you want because you're not doing these things. And these were like fundamental things that were just necessary for what it was they wanted to do. And they just would not listen Um, And then it just came to a point where I said to myself, you know what? This is not my assignment. And I am trying to get them to be successful because I know that the elements that I am telling them they need are necessary. But if they're not going to do them, they are already not paying me to do them. I was doing them because I knew they were necessary, but they're not paying me to do them. They're not appreciative that I am doing them. And then they want to put more on me that they're not paying for. Guess what? Not my assignment. Not my assignment. And I don't think that's a bad thing. And quite frankly, it's, you know, me giving more than is expected of me is just how I'm wired. I can't change that. That's just how I am. But... I don't have to take on everyone's cause either. I don't have to do something if it's not my assignment. If I'm doing it, it's out of the kindness of my heart. Um, It's because it's just in me to do, or it's something that I know you need and I just want to be helpful. I want to serve. I talk about that all the time here on the podcast, selling versus serving. You've heard me talk about it before. So that's just in my DNA. I cannot help that. But when I find myself getting too invested in a project and it seems like the people I'm working for aren't quite as invested, honey, it's time to let go and let God. That's that's what, that's what that is. So I have recognized that I just can't care more than them. I can't care more than the client. So that was never more evident than this year when I was doing a project with the chamber. And um, I brought in a designer and one of the, the board members just was, I don't know, really, he made the comment, I don't really care what you do. And the designer that I brought in, she said, "Just an entrepreneur. You know what? If he doesn't care, I don't care. You brought me in from New York. I don't know these people. I don't know this man. I'm not going to do more than he would care to do. You know." And it just sort of hit me that that's where this lesson came from. It's like you know, everything is not my assignment. I can't care for your business more than you care for your business. So, boom, great lesson that I learned in 2021. All right, so I'm going to stop here. I've got seven more lessons I learned and I'm going to share with you in my final episode of the CEO Mindset this season, the final episode of the season. And then we're going to take our holiday hiatus and you will be able to, Um, New and fresh content is going to be coming in the form of a blog. So I don't want you to miss out on that. At the end of next week's episode in the um, show notes, I will make sure you have all the information about the blog, where you can go find it, um, sort of what you can expect from it. And then we will be back in January or February. I haven't decided yet with the next season of the CEO Mindset. But if you have any um suggestions or thoughts on what you would like to see or hear more of in 2022 let me know um definitely leave a review because like i said it just helps boost us in on these platforms where podcasts are um shown And uh, let me know what you want to hear more about. If if there's an interview you want to hear, if there's like a subject matter you want me to cover, let me know. I would love, love, love to make sure that I'm giving you what it is you want to hear. So until next week, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, Don't forget. uh, Oh, we're in the middle of our 12 days of Ranger Games. I wanted to tell you about that, too. We were having such a good time. I'm so, so excited about the response that we are getting. So. Anyway, guys, have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Remember, whether you're the CEO of your life, profession, or business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. Now, let's connect outside of this podcast. Join me in the show notes where you'll find all of my social media profile information. Be sure to follow, like, and comment and engage with me outside of this podcast. I look forward to you being with me again next week. Go out there and get your CEO mindset on.